Hi, my name's Ben Von Harz, and you're listening to the Handpan Podcast. Hey, what do you call that thing? group of people and if you say you have a bad time had a bad time with them you're a liar to have a bad time around them you have to work real hard to do it hey everybody welcome back this is the handpan podcast episode number 10 wow it's been such a long time since i did an episode i'm really really happy to be back um i know a lot of people have been asking like whatever happened to the handpan podcast are you still going to do it well the answer is yes i'm still going to do it and um I don't want to come up with any excuses on why I haven't been doing it, but I do have some good ones. I've been traveling all summer long, pretty much ever since uh, Hangout USA back in June. I've been cruising it, uh, did some some European travels, did some some work uh, on the east coast of the U.S. Anyway, quite a busy uh, busy summer, and um, I haven't forgotten about the podcast. I've really been thinking about it pretty much all the time. I have like a nagging kind of thing in my ear. Oh, you got to do the podcast. People want the podcast. I'm like, I, I want to do the podcast so bad. And just, it takes some time to put the episodes together. And uh, I really appreciate everyone's patience in, in waiting for this one. I'm really excited for this one. Um, obviously, so much has happened in the last three months. I feel like the handpan culture, community, everything about it is just like, it's blowing up. Like, this is some awesome stuff happening. Um, I've really got to bear witness to like a lot of amazing, amazing gatherings and you know jams and you know the whole routine so um yeah let's let's get into this podcast i'm gonna basically uh start off by just letting you know kind of what i've been up to um like i said i've been doing some traveling uh, i was in europe i went to uh, hangout uk which was awesome 10 year anniversary robin kelly just holding it down holding down the longest running handpan gathering in the history of the universe um, nothing but huge appreciation to those guys. Uh, you know, it's, it's not an easy job and they do it as gracefully as they can. And, um, it was a really good gathering. The makers that showed up, I feel like there's almost more makers than players there. So, I mean, it was just, uh, it was a great time to, to get some, ha- get my hands on some new instruments. Um, for example, uh, Jonathan Barr brought a bunch of his really great, uh, Yishima instruments there that were like just epic, um, really, really well done. I was really excited to play some of those, uh, amongst a bunch of others. I mean, it's all, it's all so much, so much to handle right now, but his instruments in, in particular were really, really awesome. So 
um, yeah, would hang out UK. I ended up uh, traveling a little bit in um, Amsterdam. Went down to Morocco with my family. Uh, then headed over to Glastonbury, and I got to actually spend uh, the equinox with a good friend of mine named Tor. Maybe some of you or Torbs. So I'm sorry, Torbs. We hung out with Torbs at the tour in Glastonbury on the equinox. It was awesome. Uh, Torbs is awesome. He was a great host. Uh, he's been a handpan community member for many, many years. Um, it was great to see him and spend a little extra handpan time with another uh, handpan friend in Europe before heading back to Hawaii, which is where I'm back at now. Um, back home, getting my life back in order. Um, yeah, getting back to the podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, let's see. Uh, another thing I got to do before I got home is I got to go visit uh, Jacob Lee with Axiom Handpans out in uh, Las Vegas area, Nevada, a little town called Pahrump. And um, Jacob was just such an awesome guy. He really got to, I got to see his workshop and how he's making his instruments, got to play a bunch of his new instruments, which are just so beautiful. Uh, the sustain and the just the, the heart that he puts into him, I'm really, really appreciating. And uh, big love to Jacob. Thank you so much for letting me check out your space. And I really got to uh, see, you know, how he's, it was my first time seeing how a handpan was built from more or less start to finish, which was really, really eye-opening and, and um, just a really amazing thing to watch, you know, going from this bowl-shaped raw steel into this tempered and uh, annealed and tuned beautiful sculpture. It was awesome, and I, I, I really appreciate um, Jacob for letting me see that stuff, see that whole process. Um, so yeah, like I said, back in Hawaii, back doing the handpan thing, handpan podcast. Um, wanted to just kind of go over how I feel after doing 10 episodes. Um, I started it, I guess, last June, so it's been over a year now, a little bit over a year. Uh, you know, I was trying to do a bunch more episodes than 10, but at this point I'm feeling pretty proud that I've gotten 10 episodes down. Um, and as a 10th episode, I've got a little really special extra thing that I'm going to talk about at the end of the podcast, kind of like my 10th episode anniversary special, which I hope a lot of you get a kick out of. Um, and you know what? I'm feeling the love. I'm feeling really good about the podcast. I got a lot of great feedback from people. Uh, the SoundCloud page says it's somewhere around 7,000 listens throughout all the episodes that I've posted so far. Uh, I've got some episodes on iTunes. I don't know how many people are listening on there, but you know, um, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling people appreciating it. They're asking me about when the next episodes are coming out and that's so awesome. And that's really what I wanted was just, you know, a place to talk about handpans in the community and listen to music and kind of make it feel like, you know, it's, it's, you don't have to wait for a gathering to kind of talk about it and, and hear about it. So, or read it on Facebook. It's, it's kind of cool to, to hear it in person. So, Again, thank you all so, so much for listening. Um, I wouldn't be doing it, obviously, if no one was listening. I would just be kind of talking to myself about it in my mind like usual. Um, let's see. I have a list here of what I want to talk about, as I usually do. Um, I guess, yeah, I'm just going to talk about what's in the episode. I'm going to go over a bunch of the news that I've you know, been scamming through Facebook and through the forum and what I've heard from people. Um, there's a lot to cover, so I'm going to do a bunch of that updating stuff. Um, Danny Sorensen coming through with some great, um, some of his great philosophical meanderings, as he says. Uh, so we're going to have a segment by Danny. Thank you so much, Danny, for sending that in. 
Um, I've got an, a long-awaited interview with Dan Mulkeen. Dan, if you're listening, I'm so sorry it took so long. Uh, we did this interview, honestly, like maybe two or three months ago. And I was like, yeah, man, no problem. I'm going to get this podcast out. Everyone's going to hear it. It's going to be awesome. And three months later, I honestly was telling Dan that I was going to give him a handpan if I didn't get this episode out by like today. So there you go. I had, I was good pressure to get it done. Um, so great episode with Dan Malkin. We're going to talk about his, his album that he's, he released uh, earlier this year, <clears throat> uh, much earlier than when we did the interview. But uh, anyway, I'm excited to get to get to that one um, as well as I want to just do a little, take a little time to uh, talk about um, the passing of, of Jim Dusen of, of Pantheon Steel. Uh, very sad that um, we lost one of the godfathers of the handpan, uh, in my opinion, uh, this year. Very, very um, beautiful human being. Uh, Jim passed away, and uh, I'm going to go talk a little bit about my experience with him, and then I'm going to, um, we'll go into that a little bit more. If you, you probably heard his uh, little clip that I, I put into the intro, I felt like that was very beautiful and uh, fitting for the podcast intro, so we'll keep that around for a while. Um, then we're going to get into this super special thing that's about the 10th episode anniversary. Um, I'm really excited to bring that up, but we're going to save that special thing for later. And I'm going to play some music, of course, getting into some great, great jams. Um, I'm going to play some music by by Matt Venuti. Um, I'm going to play some music by, uh, by Dan Malkin. Um, we're going to talk about his album and then play some music off of it so you can hear a sample. Uh, can't go that many episodes without playing some Cabasau, so... For those of you who are fans of Cabasal Rodriguez, we're going to have a little bit of his music on here. Um, and another handpan player that I actually had a really great connection with, great jam with earlier uh, at Hangout USA, um, Philip Philippe Gagny of uh, Quebec, I believe. Um, I, lo- I love this man. I love this man. I love his playing. I love his style. I love his beard. I love a lot of things about him, but I really like the song. love the song that uh, I found uh, that I want to play of his, so... Oh, that's the beginning. That's what we're gonna. That's that's what we're gonna try and get through. Um, so before we start, why don't we start with the music? Let's get into the first song of the podcast. Um, oh, before we do that, I want to mention that um, we in the intro music of this episode, um, I got a great message from a woman in Australia. She was really excited about the podcast, and I offered to play her some of her music on the um, podcast. And they go by the name Infinite Harmony. The song was Freeman's Outlook, Freeman's Lookout. And I really thank you, Infinite Harmony, for sending in that track. Um, I actually also saw your 60-second handpan challenge video, and it was awesome. So uh, appreciate that. Keep the the good music flowing. Um, And thanks for listening to the podcast. So without further ado, we're going to get into uh, A Place to Breathe by Matt Venuti. Don't 
that was Matt Venuti, the track called A Place, a Place to Breathe. Uh, that was on his new album, The Rhythm of Life. Uh, you can find that one on CD Baby, iTunes, or mattvenuti.com. Um, if you don't know who Matt Venuti is, he's been playing the hung and the goo ball, well, particularly the hung for a very long time. Uh, moved on to play the goo ball. He's a great player, has a very um, distinct style, and also um, one of the few people who is really... Uh, I would say, stuck to um, pan art instruments almost, as far as I know, completely. Um, he really resonates, I guess, with Felix and Sabina and pan art and the way their instruments sound. And um, yeah, so he's been a, a, a total pan art player supporter for a very, very long time. Has a lot of great music out there, some really amazing music videos. I encourage you to check them out if, you, uh, if you're into, the, into his style. Um, so that was Matt Venuti. Um, let's get into some news. I'm going to break this news up a little bit. There's a bunch, but it's exciting. So exciting. This is such an exciting time. So excited. Can you tell? I'm excited. Okay. All right. First thing on the news, and I've been so, I've been waiting so, so long to, to just even say these words, the 60 second handpan challenge. It's going off. I'm sure many of you have noticed it's all over Facebook. It's on YouTube. Wow. Wow. It's just as good as it was last time. It's like I almost forgot how good it was. So many awesome videos. I mean, like, I really totally, I so appreciate all these people just, like, spilling their hearts out and getting on the on online and filming a video and sharing with everyone. It's like, I, it's only 60-second commitment to watch, and it's just, it's beautiful, really, to, to get a sense of people's playing styles and their character, you know, their character and the funny things they say or don't say or, you know, it's all these things. It's everything. Uh, so super huge, super huge thank you to Craig Rainbow Ninja for getting that, for getting it going, man. I mean, this is like huge. Like the 60 second handband challenge, I think is like one of the most important community building things, ideas to happen in a long time. So uh, I love watching the videos. I, I'm excited to watch many more. I hope it keeps going for a long, long time before pretty much everyone has made a video. Um, some of my favorites that I've seen so far, uh, Ray Ford, I love Ray's playing. I love his delicate touch and, you know, he's, uh, his, the way he expresses himself, some of the, the chord progressions that he did in his video were just so, so beautiful. Um, Rayo Matsumoto, awesome beatbox, handpan mixture, thingamajig, super good. And, uh, another one I saw was, uh, Ido Baum, uh, playing in some, some beautiful, beautiful atmosphere, some countryside somewhere at sunset was gorgeous. So, you know, that's another thing we get to see is just like, what does your living room look like? What does your local park look like? You know, all these things. It's really, really cool to get a glimpse into the 60 seconds of a handpan player's life. Um, so there's that second 60 second handpan challenge. It has a Facebook page. You can go there and see a bunch of videos if you're into it. And if you go to YouTube and just search 60 second handpan challenge, you'll get a ton of videos. You'll probably get a lot of videos from the last one as well. But you can always rewatch those too. They're all super good. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go over some of the gathering schedules that I've been privy to. Um, as far as I know, this is some of the stuff that's coming up. We got Pantasia coming up in February, Joshua Tree. Tickets are going to be on sale within the month, I believe. Last time I talked to Steven, um, it's a great little gathering. Well, it's not so little anymore. 80 to 100 people um, getting together in the desert in Southern California. This should be really good. I'm excited uh, <clears throat> to see, particularly excited to see uh, 
um, Sam Archer, Yarn Trip. Uh, those guys are doing a little summer tour or winter tour, I guess. And uh, I always love to see them. I got to see them a bit at Hangout UK, and they're two of like two of my favorite people. I say they're like little butterflies, just like beautiful butterflies making music together. They're just amazing human beings, and I'm really excited to see them at Pantasia. I'll be there cooking as well. Um, Pan Oz in January, really excited for that one. I'm going to be heading down to do uh, the catering for that event, as well as going for my second trip to Australia. It's really exciting, so super thanks to Jeremy and to Adrian for putting that together. Uh, I heard it's going to be a bigger gathering this year, and uh, really, really excited to head down for that one. Uh, what else do we have here? Um, Hangout UK has uh, put their dates out for next year, uh, September 8th through the 10th. Um, you know, Hangout UK, what can I say? Try and make it. It's like, that's the thing. That's the thing. If you're going to miss one, don't miss that one. Um, it's going to be their 11th anniversary. This past one was their 10th. Uh, they're keeping going strong and uh, excited to see if I can make it to that one. Um, let's see. Uh, the Griazdi handpan gathering in Austria, uh, July 27th through the 30th. Uh, I heard this past one was a success. Uh, lots of good music, late night jams, some late, late night jams is what I've heard. Um, but if you're interested in that one, it looked pretty interesting. Um, you can check out paniverse.org if you're looking for tickets or information or anything like that. Uh, Hang in the Azores. Uh, don't know quite about when that one's going to happen, but I assume it's going to happen again next year. I heard really, really good things about the one that happened this year, and I would love to make it to that one if I get a chance one of these days. Um, and, you know, like usual, check the Facebook or the forum or listen to the podcast. I'll try and keep you up to date on where to, where to get tickets, what gatherings are going down, and uh, hope to see you at, at them if, if I get a chance to go. If you get a chance to go, let's make it happen. All right, moving on. Uh, for those fans of those super fast, super awesome rhythm, rhythm, crazy time signature stuff, Naughty Shauna has released a, uh, an album of his YouTube videos. So if you've seen a bunch of those kind of cool, like black background, uh, you know, just awesomely filmed, great audio uh, YouTube videos, and you want to listen to them now in your car or something like that, he's released an album called Zero Density. Um, he's got some handpan tracks, some rav tracks, some all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, and you can find that on Bandcamp, <clears throat> Naughty Shana Bandcamp um, search or whatever. Uh, so that's exciting. Uh, here we go with the next thing. We got uh, Hard Case Technologies. Alessio and his team have been so awesome at um, just doing all kinds of great things for, for handpan accessories, handpan care. Alessio's at a bunch of the gatherings. He's probably the most stoked handpan person maybe ever um and he's him and hard hard case technologies besides doing all kinds of new things that i'm sure we'll come we'll know about soon uh they've just come out with a new line of colors for their evatex which is awesome because i've got a whole bunch of evatex it's just like black and red and they're they're great cases if you've if you're looking for a handpan case uh that's where I would go. I think there are a few other options out there, which maybe I'll cover in another episode, but Evatech is pretty, pretty much my go-to for sure. And they have some great new colors, some pastels, some other stuff. And then I'm seeing like these custom bags and uh, there's lots of options now. But if you, if you want to have a little bit more unique 
unique case. You can find those at their website, hardcasetechnologies.com, I think it is. Um, I also talked, spoke to Alessio recently. He said they're working on a new case to be uh, revealed next year. I'm excited to, to see what that one, I believe it's a, it's a smaller one. Um, so exciting news. And they also came out with a, <clears throat> an Adrian J. Porges signature case. Really nice colors. You know, Adrian got to spend a bunch of time in Italy with those guys and um, obviously left a good, a good, uh, I would say, taste in their mouths, but that's a whole other thing. Anyway, Adrian J. Porsche's signature case. Uh, it's got some cool colors. If you want to check that out uh, on their website as well. All right, I'm going to get a little more. We'll get into some music. Um, let's see. I read something online about uh, Cabasel Rodriguez doing a handpan residence in Portugal. Uh, a three-day intensive. Uh, the dates he had listed were December 9th, 10th, 11th, but I think they may have changed. Uh, you might want to get in touch with him directly uh, through Facebook. I know he's on quite a bit, so Cabasau Handpan on, um, on Facebook. If you want to go spend some three intimate days, it's only limited to five people. Um, <clears throat> oh, I have his email right here. It's uh, Cabasau Rodriguez at gmail.com. So email him if you're interested. If you're going to be in Europe or Portugal, want to do a you know, a three-day intensive with Kapsau, that would be awesome. I would love to do that one day. Um, but if you're interested, check it out there. Uh, and this is something I'm super excited about, a new album coming out by Archer, Trip and Sadler. Um, that's Sam Archer, Yarn Trip, and Jonathan Sadler. Um, Jonathan Sadler's epic tabla player. Uh, he's in a group with Clint Wilcox called More Than Physics. And um, I guess Jonathan was in Europe last year. Um, he met up with them. They recorded an album. Um, it's going to be a live EP. Uh, so, and this is a, a quote from from the website that I read about it. Uh, it was six days of intense musical creation, only interrupted by meals, sleep, and long walks. Sounds amazing. Um, I'm really, really excited to listen to that one when it comes out. And you can check that out at archerandtrip.com. I think probably this week is what I've heard is going to come out. So. Um, I've got a bit more news to get through, but before we get that far, I think I want to play another song. Um, so let's see here. I'm going to play, I'm going to play this track by, by Philippe Gagne. Um, like I said, I got to spend some time with him, have some jams with him at Hangout USA this past, uh, June. Uh, he's an awesome guy, awesome handpan player. And this is a really, really beautiful song. So. Here we go, this is Philip Gagne with the song A La Derive. Enjoy.
All right, that was Philip Gagne, the song A La Derive off the album Somnium Tempest Insomnium. Uh, you can check that out on Bandcamp. Uh, Philip Gagne, beautiful stuff. He's uh, you know he's one of those players. I think that he really plays from his heart, and that's like that's totally my bread and butter. I really love that stuff. Him and Cabasal, there's a few others that I feel like you know their their technical technical abilities are there, but their their ability to express like inner stuff, like deep stuff, like wow, it really totally speaks to me. So really, really beautiful. Um, you can get online and buy the album with that song and a bunch of other great stuff. So thank you, Philip, Philippe, Philippe. I think I called him Philippe, and he's like, "Don't call me Philippe, call me Phil." But I, I'm gonna call him Philippe. I love you, Philippe. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we had some good jams. Uh, okay, moving on. He's like my man crush. Okay, we're moving on. Sorry. Sorry about that. Uh, let's see. We talked about the Kavaso Handpan Residence, the new album. Um, oh, here's some new stuff. This is really exciting. Uh, Jean-Francois, uh, the maker at Meraki, will be opening his new list uh, fairly soon, I think, in the next month. Um, he said, from what I've heard, it will be, uh, fair to all people, uh, it will be, um, something you don't have to sit at your computer and, like, wait till 12.01 on whatever day, and then the list is closed in, like, five minutes, I think it's going to be a bit more, like, lottery-based or something like that, um, but, uh, having gotten to, uh, actually pick up a Meraki, uh, this past summer, um, I am, I am so in love with his instruments, um, the Meraki's are, that I've played are just really, really beautiful, um, I can't say enough good things about Jean-Francois, his, his instruments, uh, really, really good stuff. So, uh, if, if you're in the market, uh, or like Meraki's, um, uh, maybe want to be p- paying attention to that. Uh, speaking of lotteries, uh, Colin Folk of Sea Folk Handpans just did a lottery, uh, not too long ago. Uh, it was really kind of a cool and interesting way he did it. He, um, had people buy his album, uh, The Dimples, uh, that he did with Judith Lerner, um, online and for every album that you bought, you got a chance to win an instrument of his. It was, uh, you know, it's $10 for the album. And then, um, you know, you get the chance to, to get the instrument and then you can buy as many times as the album you want. You get more and more chances. Um, so that was cool. I and, mean, you know, a lot of people I think probably bought that album for a lot of their friends. Cause I, you know, I already had the album. I, I bought it for my mom. She loved, she appreciated it. Uh, I didn't win, but that's fine because I really like the CD and I love Colin and Judith and that whole thing. Love to support what they're doing. Uh, and awesome. Colin decided to do three instruments instead of one. So three people in that whole situation got an instrument for $10. What a beautiful thing. Uh, Colin's doing some great stuff. Really appreciate what he's doing in the community and, um, you know, his kindness towards sending instruments out to people who might not be able to afford, afford them otherwise. So that was really cool. Congratulations to any of you who just won the $10 C folks. Uh, really, really nice. Uh, I got to see a couple um, cool new innovations, I guess, by Echo Sound Sculpture. I saw them online. He's doing some new stuff with some bass pan, three noters, and a bunch of minis. It's like the age of the minis, I feel like. I feel like Sierra Sound Sculpture is doing the minis. I saw, you know, Echo Sound Sculpture is doing the minis. I don't know who else is doing minis, but I feel like there's going to be a lot of minis. Like, that might be the next thing. So buy some stock in minis right now because, you know, it's going to blow up. Little, like, tiny little pocket pocket handpans. Could be cool. You don't know. So they sound good. It would be awesome. 
Um, here's another lottery. This is actually very similar to the uh, the Seafolk lottery that just happened. This is David Charrier. He's doing a handpan lottery going on, um, buying his album. This is more uh, a crowdfunding kind of thing uh, to 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 record his new album. Um, so he's offering if you buy his older album entitled Zyvoon, that's Z-Y-V-O-O-N, no idea what that means, but if you get online and you buy it, then you're getting a chance to win a, um, uh, what is it, it's a Cohen handpan, and he's got a video of the Cohen, you can see the quality, it actually sounds really, really nice, um, and he's only taking 200, 200 entries, so you have a 1 in 200 chance of, of getting this, this handpan uh, for, I'm not sure what the cost was for the album Zyvoon, but it's a nice way of, uh, of getting a handpan for an expensive price and supporting local handpan artists get, let their dreams come true. Help their dreams come true, man. Um, and if you are interested in doing, getting more information, uh, you can check out the website. It's actually ulule.com, ulule.com, slash David New Album. Check it out. See if you resonate with the Cohen. Help David out with his crowdfunding. I'm sure he'd appreciate it. Good stuff there. Um, here's some very exciting stuff that happened this past summer uh, at Hangout USA. Colin Folk did a basically a presentation revealing what he'd been up to, his work for I don't know how long, but he put a lot of time and effort into basically inventing a, a hydro machine that pumps out handpan shells in like a perfect shape in something like 45 seconds or 90 seconds or something something ridiculously fast with much less sweat and effort and impact and noise than hammer sinking a shell. Um, obviously, there's a lot of, I guess, aspects that change with hydroforming rather than hammer sinking. The work hardening is different. Um, you know, that's a whole, whole nother story. Maybe I'll get into that in another episode. But uh, Colin did an awesome thing and he released this hydro machine out to to the world he released all of the notes and the, the schematics and the problems he had and the solutions he had and and shared it with everyone in a really brilliant slideshow uh in front of probably 100 or more people at hangout usa and then he you know he brought some instruments that he had made uh they're called ether a-e-t-h-e-r it's kind of like the sum of all the elements or something like that um but they're really, really nice, and um, you know, beyond the instruments he's making with them, there's now I think he said there's 10, 10 hydro machines across the world that are all producing hydroformed handpan shells, which is really, really exciting. You know, it's a, it's a huge, um, I guess, financial advantage to uh, going over uh, deep drawn, which is a very, very expensive uh, tool to tool and tooling to to go through. Um, so yeah, it's really exciting times. So we think the hydro machine is really gonna um, it's actually, you know, it's proven to be blowing up the handpan maker scene. It's like there's a lot more handpan makers that are interested in building, and now there's this technology, um, the hydro machine, which is going to give a lot of people the the insight and the the uh, information on how to to get a, get their project going in, in potentially a much cheaper and less uh, hazardous way for your body. Uh, so thank you so much, Colin, for doing that. I mean, I think the whole handpan community really owes you a thanks for that. I mean, you could have gone about that information and that that machine in a, in a lot of different ways, and I think what you did was very honorable and uh, just proves that you are a very beautiful person in so many ways. 
Can't say that enough. Colin Folk for president, along with uh, Craig Rainbow Ninja. I think they would do they would do good <laughs> together. Um, so anyway, Colin did that. It was super cool. Um, I want to talk about uh, Dan Price. Uh, Dan Price was at Pantasia. He was at Hangout USA. He's an American guy. Uh, he's a very interesting fellow. He has a lot of really cool stories if you ever get a chance to meet him. He just wrote me the other day. He said uh, he released an ebook of handpan portraits and why we love the handpan. Basically, it's called Handpan Love. Uh, he, he basically went around the, those two gatherings and took a bunch of portraits of people holding their handpan and then uh, had them say, like, what they love about handpans or what they love about the handpan community. So if you want to get on there and check out um, on his website, the it's called moonlightchronicles.com. Uh, it's $5. I, I bought it, downloaded it, looked through. It was really beautiful to see so many beautiful faces, people that I know, um, you know, and, and kind of, it's like getting to ask all of them that question. Like, what do you love about the handpan and what, what do you love about the community and reading a lot of the comments? It's like, oh, it was really touching to see that, you know, it's like how, how much I resonate with a lot of the things that they're saying and how we're all on the same team. It's really, really nice. So check that out. Dan Price, hobo artist. Thank you for putting that together. All right. That was a majority of the news. It's like already 40 minutes into this episode. So let's move on to some new stuff. Um, let's do the, the Dan Mulkeen interview. Uh, like I said, did this interview about three months ago with Dan. It took so long to get this done. So I'm sorry, Dan, but the interview's great. It's like one of my favorite interviews I've gotten to do. Um, and then we're going to play a little bit of music from Dan's new album. So, um, here we go. This is the interview with Dan very, very late. Thank you, Dan. Sorry, Dan. Love you, Dan. Here we go. All right. This is the very exciting episode number 10 of the Handpan Podcast. I'm super stoked to have Dan Mulqueen joining us here. He's going to drop some, some information about his history with the Handpan. Um, he's an amazing musician, and I've really been excited to watch his growth from, you know, just another one of us stoked on YouTube videos to recording albums and collaborating and performing at gatherings and really, you know, doing his part to, you know, help push the handpan culture forward. So really stoked to have you on the episode, Dan. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. I think you're just saying all that nice stuff because I'm sitting right here. Well, it's those eyes. <laughs> I, I have to. <laughs> um, so I'm going to, I'm going to actually tell a little story because I think it's, it's one of my more memorable like handpan meetings that I've had. Is this how we? Is this how we this met? This is how in we met in Philly. Oh, dude, I'm excited to hear your take on it. Dude, th you're gonna love this. I I was thinking about it and I was like, dude, that was pure magic. It was. That was an exciting that, day. I'll tell. I'll counter your story, but I want to hear yours. Okay, so this is the story. <laughs> so I'm living in Philadelphia. I had just gotten my Halo. I want to say this is like 2011 or 2012. Do you remember? 2012. 2012. Okay. 2012. Yeah. Beautiful summer afternoon. The birds are chirping, you know, I'm like, I've been playing in Rindhouse Square in Philly, like busking, you know, pretty regularly on my Halo. And um, so, you know, I get in touch with Dan because he's in New Jersey, not that far away. He tells me that he's going to be in Philly for the weekend. And I'm like, dude, sweet. We're going to, you know, someone to play a handpan with, someone to talk about a handpan with. This is like a dream come true. You know, this is early days. Um, so like I said, birds are chirping. I'm sitting there on a bench. All of a sudden rainbows just start shooting down through the trees and like you know there's like unicorns hopping out of the fountain and here comes dan with his spb walking down the sidewalk 
And like, it was like silent, like time stopped literally. And, you know, we basically just met and then talked about hand pants for a while. And it was amazing. So, um, that's the story, really. Dude, are you kidding me? Dude. Wait, the no, day no, no. Was so much, do you not remember any of that? Okay, okay, let me you, tell you what actually happened. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and this is not, to, to the listeners, this is, this is like a real story. Okay, you tell the, the story. The first time I met David, we were, at, again, we're Rittenhouse Square, sitting there playing. There's definitely um, rainbows, though. And maybe, uh, you, see, your build-up to how we met was, was better, yeah. but the actual content of what happened, we were playing on a bench, and some guy came over and said, would you like to be a part of a wedding proposal. That's right. Now I remember do you remember that. This? I do remember that now. So a guy, <laughs> a guy came over and said, do you want to be a part of this wedding proposal? So Dave and I were like, how can you say no to that? Right. And so they gave us roses. And he was like, That's see right. that really pretty girl? Just go and propose right. to her and give her one of these roses. And there was like 60 people all of us with roses. that gave her the roses. Yeah. And they all gave her roses. And the dude gets down on his knee and he, like after the end of it. And he was like, will you, you know, marry me or whatever? And it was this long, awkward pause. It was super man. awkward. Like, do you remember how long? And it was like, she was like all freaked out a little bit. Because there was all these she people wasn't like, smiling. this is she was really not smiling. weird. So <laughs> yeah, man. I hope it worked and out. And then. Do you remember before that too? Well, we're sitting there in front of Wasn't the statue. Was there like a woman who started crying? Or uh, that? Okay. And Clarence Clemens, the from the East Street Band, Clarence Clarence Clemens's nephew. Someone's calling you. That, it's Clarence yeah. Clemens on the phone. <laughs> tell him, tell him we're in an interview. You can't do, you can't be in the you studio. Want, you want me to cut this part out? No, it's cool. Let's just roll with All it. All right, cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, then Clarence Clemens's nephew came and was watching us play. That's right. And he stopped us after. Do you remember that? That's right. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was awesome. So. I think that between the tag team and that story, yeah. that was that was about the. Full so we thing. started with the rainbows and the unicorns, <laughs> and ended up with the marriage proposal and Clarence Clemens and and dude and all of this and your SPB had a hole in it. Yeah, man. That, it's it's the um, the Cabasaw called it the Frankenstein hand pan. The Frankenstein hand pan. But man, it sounds good. Yeah, that's my I, that's one of my favorite ones. I love that one. I love that one. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's how Dan and I met. He had part of the story. I had part of the story. It was that's it was it. pure magic. That's how we do, man. Yeah. Just tag team. Yeah, tag team. <laughs> it's all about collaboration here. Collaboration. At, that's at it. the Ham Ham Podcast. So, um, I'm glad we got out of the, that out of the way. We got that out of the way. Good. The elephant in the room. Yeah, right. Totally. Um, so since then, Dan, you've been rocking it. Like, you know, I've been really stoked on a lot of your Ham Ham videos coming out, and I remember, you know, you contacting me over the years, to, you know, letting me get secret snippets of your album, and I was really excited yeah, about man. that. Um, so let's get into it and just talk a little bit about the albums that you've released. You've sure. released. Until I'm ready and late night sound, in that order. Um, yep. So yeah, do you want to just give a little talk about about those albums and what inspired you? Yeah, sure. Um, so the first one, Until I'm Ready, came out in 2013, um, and it was you know I was still in college and it was you know kind of like the the good days where there wasn't you know like you know the quote unquote real life where you have you know schedule and all that stuff. It was like I would come home from class or you know, whatever part-time job I was working and then just record. And, you know, just the first, it was, that record was kind of like the first 10, I think there's 11 songs on there. The first 11 songs that came out were the 11 songs that were on the album. And it was, um, I'm not going to say it was rushed. It still took a long time. Well, clearly. But, you um, until you're ready. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Okay. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> okay. But, um, but yeah, so it was kind of just, it was like the first 11 songs that were kind of, what I thought were like, oh, cool, this is different and, you know, new or whatever it was. Because, you know, at that point, it was like everyone's trying to do their own thing. And it was like kind of an unpolished version of my own thing, I think. Right. 
um, I guess how I could. I mean, I still like the album. It's not like I listen to it and cringe, but um, there's certain parts I'm like, man, you idiot, why did you keep <laughs> that in there? <laughs> but um, but yeah, so that came out in 2013, um, and then I waited until uh, June 1st of this year until I put out the second one, uh, Late Night Sound, um, and that one was like way different. That took like I. That took a long. That was a long process. That one. Um, it was kind of funny. Right before I released the album, it was like, you know, when you work on something so closely, and you're like, man, is this even good? Is this even like, is what I'm doing even make sense or whatever? You're just like so locked into it. Right. And so I was. It was one night. I think it was probably 2 a.m. East Coast time, like 11 p.m. Or I'm sorry, 2 a.m. East Coast time, 11 a, 11 p.m. West Coast time, and I was messaging with Colin Folk. I was like, dude, just please listen to this and tell me if it sucks or not. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it took so long that I was, I, like, you know, almost, almost frustrated with it. But uh, for this one, I think I recorded 30, let's say, let's call it even 30, just for the sake of the story. I probably recorded 30 songs for this wow. and then picked, um, I think I picked, what was it 12, 11? Nice. It's 12 and a hidden track, spoiler. That's, so. a, that's <laughs> a lot of material. I mean, I think it is, know, for hand pans, it's, it's hard to keep coming up with new ideas. And I yeah, think you definitely sure. achieved that in this album. Well, thanks. Did, did you listen to it? The I whole did. Thing? Uh, I listened yeah. to most of it. Nice, and, man. Um, thanks. Yeah. So it, you're the one. I, I like, <laughs> I listened to it like, actually, I listened to it on the airplane today because I was flying over nice. and I knew we were going to talk. So, but I did really cool. like it and I, re- I love that thanks, you're man. collaborating with other artists. I think that that's like yeah. a huge step forward and, and something I yeah, really I had, enjoy. Um, Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah I had uh, I had the community with no Jacob Cole on there playing. Unfortunately, we didn't do anything with uh, handpans. We did. It was him on tabla, and uh, you know me on handpans. It's the second song on there. Um, one of my favorites. Jacob is a is a beast on oh. tabla on handpan. Absolutely. Um, and then there's another guitar player, a good friend of mine from here. His name is Drew Hosky. He was on a song called a song called Stumble with me that we did um, a video for yeah. and stuff too. And then um, a girl named Leanna. Uh, Paladino, who I um, played in like a hip hop group with, and just crazy good singing voice. She was on a song called "Like a War." Nice. Um, so yeah, there was some good, some some really fun collaborations, some new stuff on there. Yeah, and and I agree, and I I feel like you know if you're listening to this interview, you should definitely go check it out. Um, and I'll we'll get to that later. Where to where to go the buy plugs. it? Like right away, because you should <laughs> buy it right away. Thank you. Um, definitely. And uh, going back to what you said about like playing in you know in a hip-hop group prior to you know maybe or during your handpan experience uh do you want to talk a little about some of your other like musical endeavors that you've had in the past and how that's affected yeah. your handpan playing sure um yeah so i started playing drum kit at nine or ten years old um started playing everything from you know when you're that young you're into rock and metal and you know, whatever, whatever's in at the time, you get into, you know, the rap and pop music and stuff. And then once I got older and started developing my chops and, um, and playing style a bit is when I started to have some fun and, you know, really kind of merge the different styles. So, you know, from many years of playing rock and metal and then transitioning into, you know, hip hop and R&B, like, you know, taking some of those fills that were acceptable in rock and in metal and then putting them over, you know, hip-hop groups nice. or whatever it is nice. you know kind of so starting to you know like the early like the early f- stages of uh of like fusion music i totally. guess that was my yeah. my start and there so yeah it was style. right yeah kind of the stylistic thing yeah. so um yeah it started with rock and metal um progressive metal a little bit and uh indie rock you know you name it hardcore nice. 
uh, and then it kind of went into you know reggae, hip hop, um, jazz. You know, all through high school and uh, a little bit of college, did a lot of jazz stuff. Um, but yeah, just kind of a whole bunch of different uh, different genres that kind of make you know kind of was my drumming style. Just kind of whatever I can get my hands on. That's awesome. That had a cool beat and a nice groove. That was I was kind of sold at that. Yeah, for sure. I can. I mean, I can personally like definitely tell. There's something, you know, when you play handpan, it's coming from somewhere. Like, um, you know, th- those influences have definitely affected your handpan style. To me, like a lot of your like snaps and grooves and thuds. <laughs> yeah, you know, man. I, I really dig that. I'm like, I, Thank I, you. I, I'm a drummer too. Like, I played drum set from when I was like 13. So, yeah. um, I'm a, I really appreciate the percussive right. aspects. And I think, I think that was as a drummer was like the like one of the most appealing parts of the handpan when I first got into it was like here's like one vessel and I could do rhythm and melody right. on that like yeah. dream, dream come true mind blown yeah, totally totally <laughs> so yeah I think that was a big part of it so thanks man yeah no, yeah no worries and you know I can also tell like when I listen to your music like how how much you pay attention to composition you know like there's songs like and I just really appreciate that and I think Thank a lot you. of people listening really appreciate that and I think that's what you know makes a handpan song really stand out is that you know it has parts and it has the crescendos right. and you know whatever yeah um, I think that came from the years of you know different genres and stuff and just sure. kind of paying attention to you know what falls where yeah type of thing so yeah but, cool yeah thanks for thanks for noticing yeah dude I noticed these things it's <laughs> my it, job man. that's why that's why you host the podcast that's why I'm hosting this podcast <laughs> because I listen to everybody's music all the that's time it, man yeah. I get nothing else done. It's incredible. No. What else do you need? Yeah, exactly. Um, so thank you for sharing that. And Thanks, um, yeah. this is a question that um, I ask most people on the podcast. And I think it's, I'd like to do a compilation on this question actually one day. And it's, it's like the handpan story. Like what drew you in? What was that first moment? What, well, you know, what was that first thought? Like, oh, what is this thing? I need to have it in my life, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, if you just want to elaborate on that a little bit. Well, it was, it was a cold day. No, <laughs> but uh, no, man, it was, um, I was in high school. It was like 2000 and I think it was 2008, probably 2007. Ah, I'm just say let's, let's be, I'm just going to call it 2008. That let's call it 2008. Yeah. Just rolling around YouTube, um, you know, probably in like a computer graphics class or something and, you know, not paying attention to what I should have and just patrolling YouTube and I saw David Swarup, which I feel like 90% of the people on your podcast have the same video. I'm raising my but hand. Mine you was can't the, see it, but yeah. I'm raising my hand also as one yeah. of those people. Yeah. <laughs> but no, man, I think mine was, um, no, I know mine was, was uh, David Swarup, the um, uh, with the teaser videos he did for his album. Oh, yeah. When Remember that like where he was in the bedroom sitting like, on the bed? Oh, oh, that one. Well, he's probably got that a shirt one. off on that one too. No, oh. that one he had closed. Oh, that's up, weird. Which, always, I know. It was like one of the only, <laughs> one of the only videos. No, but uh, yeah, so I saw that one. Uh, it was like the teaser promo or whatever it is, okay. and he's playing um, Moods and Moya Donna oh, yeah, yeah. in in his bedroom. Um, and like, I don't know if it was because it was the camera quality, but like to hear like that, like that bloom, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because it was he was playing like that second gen, yeah. actually the, the scale yeah, of the that Mystic, right? SPB, the Mystic, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was playing that and just like that going from the A to the B flat, and hearing like that, like those crazy overtones, and I was like, what in the world is this? <laughs> And then, you know, like two more clicks later, I saw Manu play, yep. like his, uh, the Mono Desire one. Yep. And like from that, it was like, talk about like mind blown type things. When I saw him, like for the first time, like close that fist and get like the, the boom, you know, when you get like that kick drum sound yeah. and it's just like, man, this is, 
like I need to know everything <laughs> about this right now. So, um, but yeah, I was, I was in high school. So, uh, I remember going home, it was like during the springtime cause I did track during the spring mm-hmm. and, um, I remember coming home and like missing track practice cause I was just like on the computer and just like looking up every video and like anything I could find. And it was still like 2008, like YouTube had just yeah, started to early. be like there the were, cool place to go. There weren't that many videos at that time. Wasn't, yeah. no man, there weren't that many videos. So I, yeah, I came home and. Uh, I just, you know, started looking up and it was just like, by the end of the night, it was, you know, like a beautiful mind where he had like all the things written on his window and it was going crazy. Like that was like me. Nice. I was like, man, nice. <laughs> you can't, you know, like, you know, you can't buy these from pan art. Like I'm frustrated, but wait, they're talking about like, you know, this other person making it in this country and blah, 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 blah. Um, but I, I remember at first being like, I think it's like everybody who comes around it. It's like the first initial reaction is like, wow, I need one of these right now. Followed very shortly by like intense frustration of like, wow, I'm raising I'm my hand again. So, but yeah, like, you know, intense frustration of like, man, I'm, I can't get one of these. And then, um, and then, yeah, so I, you know, stayed in that day and learned everything I, I could. And, and then I was like, well, I'm a drummer. I got all these extra symbols and it looks like the shape. So, let me just put stickers on this symbol and try to start developing my chops. Wow. So like when the day comes, yeah. That's <laughs> so cool. when the day comes that I do have one, like, uh, you know, you know, cause at that time I was like, Oh, a symbol and a handpan. What's the difference? Right, of course. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, you know, I put, I put some stickers on, uh, like eight stickers and then the, the bell of the symbol yeah. I use as my quote unquote ding. Nice. Uh, and started tapping along to try to get like the motion in my hands and wrists and stuff. Dude, you're way um, out of the game. Way out of the game. <laughs> if you're listening and you um, don't have a handpan, you better get a symbol right now. Yeah, get yourself a Zildjian ZBT ride symbol. Yeah, about, 20 inch. I think you could get them for about $8. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what I did, man. I, you know, I put some stickers on that and started clicking around. And it didn't sound like anything, but it was just for technique. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think, I don't know, man. I just was, you know... Uh, I don't know, just clicking around, and I saw, um, like, a year. I don't know, not not a year, uh, but I saw Marco De La Rada yeah. maybe, I don't know, eight, six months after I saw the first video, and I was like, sweet. Like, he looks like he's brand new at this. Let me, you know, contact him immediately. Um, so I did, and I had a Marco De La Rada pan in, like, 2000 and. 2009 right before i went to college okay. like one of those aeolian like the early yeah, yeah. the early mdr pants yeah. so yeah i got one of those and started clicking around and actually the day before actually well let's let's backtrack a little bit sorry man no, so i went to you actually know ron kravitz i do i've been to his house you're right so that's where i first played it so i went to ron's house and played you know he's got three ron if anyone doesn't know used to be the u.s distributor for pan art back in like the early days of, yeah, of Pan he said he's and, had like um, 30 or 40 hungs come oh, to his house. Probably at least. Yeah. yeah, man. But, um, so yeah, I get there and, you know, just watching all these videos and I, you know, come into his living room and he's got three second gens and two first gens. Wow. And I was just like, wow, like That's so sign cool. me up. Here I am. Yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, I walked in and, you know, sat down with a first generation G pygmy. Nice. Like w- still to this day, one of my, like the nicest pans I've ever played. Cool. Um, and yeah, sat down. That was the first one I ever played. And it was, as they say, love at first sight type thing. Yeah. You know, like I was just like, man, I need one of these like yesterday. So then the next day after coming home from Ron's, I had a package from Italy from Marco nice. with the first, uh, yeah. So went from second gen or first gen to second gen to MDR pan right. Which, in 30 hours. Dude, that's awesome. And in the early days, you're like, yeah, it's the same thing. Right. Of course. <laughs> you're like, I got a hung two 
Right. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hang drum. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was kind of it. And then um, 2000 and like, you know, I had the MDR pan and then I was one of the many, I think, that tried to get hoaxed on eBay to buying a fake one from, from somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I sold my MDR pan for the same amount I bought it for to send a thousand dollars to somewhere for like a first gen c penta and And, uh i tried to western union it and they were like is this for goods that's not paypal i was like yeah like cool you can't do that and then the next day like the person disappears i was like thank you (laughs) i know i didn't get ripped off and then yeah in 2012 um well i guess in like 2010 i started whenever victor put the first spv video of him in that room with the blue uh christmas lights you know the one I'm talking about, I, like that first one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I emailed him within like six hours after seeing that video. It was like he posted it. I saw it and emailed him. Nice. And then uh, so like 2012, I got the fir- my first uh, SPB. Cool. You, you must that? have been like one of the very first SPB owners in the States, right? Like, with, uh, I'm not sure. Few, I know that. I'm, there was very, maybe. There wasn't that many. I think I went, no, when man. I went to Hanpanji no. in 2012, I think there was one. So, yeah. I mean... That's early. But anyway, continue your story. Yeah, it's early. <laughs> no, so it's not much more of a story after that. I mean, I was like, I mean, you just asked for like the early days, right? Yeah, like how I got yeah. started. So that was kind of like the end of the early days, you know, and that was like, I guess that was the first introduction to like this community. Right. Because, you know, I, you know, I had been on the forum and all that stuff, but um, that was the first time I actually met somebody from the forum because uh, there's an American guy. You actually might know him. He's in Hawaii, David Hep. I do. He's like, yeah, he's just ran bro to me. We hang out sometimes. Yes. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So David Hep was the one that went over there and actually brought back my D Mystic. Nice. So I met him. I met up with him in uh, JFK Airport with my dad oh, cool. in 2012. Yeah. That's awesome. And uh, he had he had brought back I think two for himself and then mine. Yeah, he got a Curd and a C har- uh, harmonic minor. Yeah, that yeah. weird harmonic minor yeah. one. Um. So yeah, that was that was our day. We went to the airport and sat down with three of the rarest instruments in the world and uh, just kind of hung out for a bit. But yeah, that was kind of like the first introduction to the community too, where I was like, wow, like this stranger who I've never met before is like cool enough to like lug this other, you know, we were talking his flight from like Russia back to Hawaii. was like 30 something hours with transfers and all that. Yeah, man. So for someone to be like so kind and just bring that back, like without even meeting, it was just like, man, this is, you know, as if it wasn't already special enough, like this is something, you know, really cool and really different, you know? Right. Yeah, and actually, like you, I'm glad you brought that up because that's kind of beyond this interview. The theme of this whole episode is kind of just like this, like love that handpan players have for each other. Just like yeah, it's man. Unreal. And I always make the comparison like you don't get that like drummers. Yeah. Like if you're just a straight drummer, like there's some cool ones out there. Don't get me wrong. Totally. But like if you ask somebody to use their snare drum and they're like, no, man, get away. Yeah, no totally. way. <laughs> that's my <laughs> snare drum. Yeah. <laughs> right so in here it's just it's the totally you know totally different world so yeah coming from like rock and metal drumming and you know hip-hop drumming and all that right. to come from oh hey stranger sure i'll take the one of the rarest instruments for free and you know bring it here to the airport for totally. you like, yeah. it was just like it, you know this is something cool yeah the handpan bromance that's it man it's am- it's amazing it, it really is yeah so awesome story really thank you for sharing that and uh you know i think a lot of people yeah. can relate in some way in their story that you know there's right. all this magic and synchronicity and it really, we like manifest these things into our lives. It's really, really quite spectacular. So yeah, man, for sure. Um, something, something special. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next question I got for you. Speaking of handpan community, how do you feel? I mean, the handpan, 
Handpan community is like blowing up right now. I feel like people are coming together all over the place. There's more makers. There's more gatherings. It's just awesome. So it's insane, man. It really yeah. is. It's it's it's. I mean, that's kind of awesome. It's kind of like the only. There's no real there's word no for word it, man. For it. Like, what was it? Four years ago, it was like no one. Yeah, there's like, there, like few of us. There was nothing. Yeah. Um, and I like you know, like you came. You were what? 2007, 2008. Like I remember, you had already been in the community a little bit well, from like I, when I. I mean, I you know, I saw a video in 2007, I think, but I didn't. I got yeah. I got a Halo in 2011 at Hanpangeo One. That was my first instrument. Um, right. so yeah, five, you know, five years now. Um, but yeah, you know, it's been, there wasn't that many people at look to right. say, you know, say yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, and even like to come, like, I don't know, man, it's, I mean, what do I think about it? I think it's, I think it's great. I think it's, I think it's cool. Uh, but it's, um, it doesn't feel like, obviously it still is. If you look at the numbers, it's not, oh, excuse me. It's not like a, um, it's certainly not a world of, you know, guitar players, like, all showing their, you know, showing their different guitar. Like, you know, there's millions of guitars out there. Right. Like, obviously, the hand-pan community, there's still a very limited number of instruments. Sure. But just the fact that there's, like, a like a community around it now that's, like, not, you know, 10 people in a, you know, living room right. is, is really, it's really cool, man. And it's, like, you know, some of the people in the hand-pan community, like, they're some of my best friends. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like I, I talk to Colin on a daily basis, you know, Eric Muller, John, yeah. Anna Zulis, Cabasal, you know, Jacob Cole is a you know, great friend. You, yeah. man, I talk to you often. Yeah. So it's, it's just cool to be like a part, you know, it's some of these, um, you, know, you get to the gatherings like once a year, twice a year, whatever it is. And it, it's just like, I feel like, you know, these people for your whole life, right. you know, it's, it's just really cool. It's just, it's a really cool thing to be a part of. And, you know, to be welcomed into is just, it's awesome. Yeah. Beautifully you know? said. I got like goosebumps. That was, oh, uh, you thanks. got me all teary. Like, <laughs> Look at oh, you, oh. you mush. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was beautiful. And I totally agree with you. I think that, you know, this hand, hand community is like one of the more special things I've ever experienced in my life. Like truly, yeah. it's, it's really something. Yeah, you know, it feels like, you know, like when you're in a band, like you said, you were a drummer and yeah. it kind of like, there's like those practice days where it like clicks and you're like, oh, this is sweet. Yeah, like, totally. Awesome. It's kind of like that's how it is. Like you get to these festivals and you're jamming with people and you're like, man, I feel like we rehearsed this. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, it's just, it's just really cool to like have that same, you know, like that same uh, or similar mindsets anyway for the most part. Totally, you know? yeah. And obviously bonding and nerding out over like a strange steel disc. Like, yeah, right. Most doesn't, people don't like get Like on that. paper, it doesn't look all that cool. Yeah, like when you tell people <laughs> about it, they're like, cool, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, you right. got to be there. You got totally got to be yeah. there. Yeah. Um, Awesome. I like. I always like to hear people's perspectives on it, and you know. Yeah. What about you, man? What do you think of it? The, what the, do I think the of changes it? of the yeah, hand pan community? Yeah. I'm just blown away. I mean, like this past hangout, hangout USA, you were there. Like, I don't even know what to say. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously I'm cooking most of the time, and um, so I don't. You know, I'm not around quite as much as everyone else is um, for the jams and the, you know, the, the bonding and whatnot, but the time that I do get gets like concentrated. It's just like so nice. And I feel like that this, pa right. this uh, past gathering that happened in Asheville was like one of the best handpan gatherings I've ever been to. Um, yeah. You know, when I get to like step out of the kitchen and even when I'm in the kitchen, it's just like, I feel like I'm really a part of like creating something super special. And yeah, um, for sure, man. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to talk much more about that um, at some point. Yeah, I need to get the tissues out. You know, it's like I don't want to get too. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get too. Now, you—if anyone doesn't know, or you've not had the pleasure, 
chef right here. <laughs> something else, man. Some of that food. Thanks, man. Some of that food is so good. And you kind of like going in, like I remember the first year, I was like, oh, it says they got catering like in the middle of the woods right. in North Carolina. Yeah. Like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And then you show up and you're like, oh, it's Dave. Sweet. Yeah. Like, I'm in. <laughs> Sweet, dude. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. it's like, I'm not going to mess this up. It's like, this is cooking for a family, right. you know? That's it. Like the Mario Battaglia of the handpan community. Dude, that's right. <laughs> That's exactly right, actually. That's it. Um, dude, awesome. Uh, next question. What What's next for you? What are your plans for the handpan? What are you What's Are you going to collaborate? Are you going to come out with more albums, performing? What's What's yeah, next? man. I um. The short answer is yes. You know, like I, you know, I, I, there's a whole bunch more that I, you know, I want to do, and um, I feel like I'm in a cool spot where like I have you know a recording stuff at my at my house and. Um, you know, I'm familiar with, you know, making, you know, if you've been following like on, on YouTube or Facebook or anything, I've been putting out, uh, videos of, you know, playing over beats and different, right. you know, bass lines and drum beats or, you know, different piano chords and stuff. So I think a, a broad stroke of it is probably a lot more collaboration stuff. Cool. Um, one of my favorite, um, things on this past album was working on that song, like a war mm -hmm. with, uh, the, the girl singer, uh, Leanna Palladino. Shouldn't, shouldn't call her the girl singer. <laughs> the singer. <laughs> Leanna yeah. Ballard, yeah, the singer. Um, <coughs> Excuse me. So, yeah, man, I um, I think it's going to be a lot more collaboration, a lot more. Um, I'm, I really want to go into more of the, um, like, live sampling. Like, you know, for my live shows, obviously, like, I, I was, was in love with the sound of the handpan before totally. anything else. So there's always going to be that element of my shows and my playing that's going to be like that you know, the quote unquote purist, if you will, mm -hmm. like the, the one that just enjoys the sound of it with no company, no nothing, right. just, just the hand just pan and the pure hand pan. Yeah. Th that's it. Yeah. Um, but then there's also this other side that, you know, has played, you know, metal, jazz, blues, reggae, hip hop, right. you know, whatever. That's just kind of like, wow, well, this is something that could be applied to like, you know, take little hints of all those and, you know, put it into the same song. Um, so I think a lot of it is going to be collaboration, um, a lot more, um, experimenting in the live set as far as, um, different like trigger points for, you know, grooves and stuff like that. Cool. Um, but yeah, as far as like stylistically goes, like I think I'm, I'm where I, I mean, obviously that's obviously everybody develops every day, right. but, um, I'm just trying to kind of come in on like my my style now like hone in on it like again like we talked earlier like that first album was just kind of really rushed um but for the like the second one i really feel like i have like a sound where like you know everybody shoots for it in any type of music where like a song will come on and you're like oh that's a song by so and so sure. so like i'm kind of at that point now where i want to kind of develop like the sound that i really like and am passionate about to be like oh like you know some people put it on be like oh that's a you know dan mulqueen song yeah. or whatever it is you know not not an ego thing or anything like that. Just, just a, a pure like style development type thing. Totally. Yeah. You're like um, refining your voice. Right. Yeah. yeah. That kind of thing. So I think it's going to be a lot more of that, um, a lot more collaboration, um, and a lot, uh, not a lot, but a decent amount of, um, the electronic stuff too. Cool. I'm really excited. Yeah. You know, I've been really digging a lot of the, of the evolution of what people are doing with the hand pen these days. And, um, yeah, man. Like for even this past one, we saw, you know, Kukuran up there with a sample pad. Oh, totally. I was blown away. Yeah. I was like, man, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so unlike you, but I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I feel like yeah. you know, there's room for so many different directions to go with this instrument. And yeah. that's what part of what makes it so. Uh, it's so cool. What about, what do you hope happens to, uh, 
to kind of like the future of the sound of it not not just for me but for everybody like what are you what are you shooting for i mean i can't say i mean honestly the thing that i've come to really appreciate the most is just more people playing like right. that's what i'm excited about yeah. i'm just excited about more people being touched by it and like being like elevated by it you know like i feel like the handpan is really it's like a really healthy thing for people yeah. and you know I, I love doing these gatherings because I feel like it's bringing more people into this like bubble of, you know, human evolution or something. Right. Yeah. And it's a weird thing too. Like where, you know, like for, I don't know about for you, but like for, I don't think I've ever left like a gathering or even, you know, even a handpan show or, you know, you know, played it, you know, played a gig and had people talk to me after about it, just like talking about it and being around it. Like I never leave in like a bad mood, no. you know, like there's never, like I've left, you know, drum shows or whatever, like pissed or right. whatever else. But I've never, you know, I never had that with with the handpan. I think that's that's. I think you're right, man. I think that's something special yeah. about like that whole. It's just like kind of good. It's, you it's, know, it's just good for it's you. It's like pure, there's something right. so pure about it and so like touching to the the heart that, you know, that's. What I'm just you know, I'm excited for yeah. just more handpan players, more handpans being built, and like meeting the people that that call them into their lives because I feel like right. you know our community is just going to grow, and we're going to lift each other up and like you know i don't know where it's gonna go but i think it's gonna be good for the whole world wherever it yeah goes. man for sure so. yeah I, I agree i just want to take the disclaimer i feel like i've bashed playing drums like 10 <laughs> times on this podcast <laughs> i love drums are my first love i, I love playing all right. drums all right we're gonna like I, put, I, that I and that. put it in like 10 spots yeah right <laughs> <laughs> like man dude i just real. i just thought about what i said i was like dude you've been making fun of drums <laughs> a whole lot this time dude, that's your roots <laughs> Yeah, dude, I love it. I actually, I you know, wholeheartedly love playing drums. Awesome. I don't know why I keep making. No, fun. it's cool. Hand pants are cool too. Um, all right, last question. Sure. This is your. This is the question. What's your dream jam? Who's it with? Where Where is it going to be? Is it you know anywhere in the world? Anybody you want to play jam with? Open, open, go for oh, it. Oh man. You know, like I listened to, we were talking about this before we started, like I listened to it and I was like, I know he's going to ask me this question, but I still. It's I, a tough one. It's a really tough yeah. one, man. This is, this is like that whole, you know, stuck on an island, you have three right. things to bring, exactly. blah, blah, blah. And then you finish answering, you're like, oh, I forgot to bring fire. Yeah, totally. um, I would say, all right, can I answer it in two parts? Go for it. Okay. So I think within the handpan community, I think it would be myself and Manny Delago. Nice. Uh, and as far as where, just, uh, just any room, just any place that's like, you know, no outside distraction yeah. or anything nice like that. Just, just like pure. Yeah, man. Cause I hung out with the guy once and it was like the most inspiring thing. He played that. He played the mystic like, Oh, sweet. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, man, I didn't even know I could make those kind of sounds. Yeah, cool. Um, but I think within the community, it would be with him. Um, outside of the community is a way harder question, but I think I just lately, um, there's a DJ from Russia called long arm. Okay. I don't know. If, are you heard of him? No, haven't heard of him. I'll look him up. Okay. There. So he does, yeah, he does like kind of, um, like that organic electronic I like that style stuff, music. Yeah. So I think it would be, I think it would be long arm mixing a song that I played a handpan on and like, John Legend sang on. Oh, nice! That sounds I sexy. Think, 
I don't know, man. That's dude, a, that's a hard question. I'm gonna I'm gonna like Facebook message like, dude, we gotta recut that question. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> no, man, but I think I think I'm that would be working like, on the remix right now. Right. <laughs> I think that would be my answer for right now. Cool. But if we were to do this whole thing tomorrow, it'd probably be totally different. No worries. When you know, I'll yeah. do hand pan podcast episode twenty. You know, yeah. And, I'll and just we'll be on every tenth one. Yeah. And we'll dude, you're, to... <laughs> you're my number ten. You're my perfect ten, bro. <laughs> um, great answer. That's that's good stuff. What about you? What's your what's your dream? Dude, one? you can't ask me that question. Why not? Because I'm the asker of that question. But think about how think about how long you've had to ask. I know. To, to I think never of think answer. of the answer because I'm always like I'm asking the question. Come I on. can't do it. I'll dude, do it in the next episode. You're you're on the edge of a cliff. Someone's got their oh hand on your back. I can't you're Three, this right now. two. One, you're getting pushed Dude, right. Obviously, it would be Dan Malkin <laughs> in his beautiful basement garage that I see in the Skype video. Dude, that's Good all I can answer. say. Good that's, pity answer, Dude, man. I appreciate I'm falling the off pity a cliff. Answer. I mean, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> so, um, I just want to say super big thank you to Dan Malkin being on the podcast. Thank you so much. Um, before we go, I want uh, people to know how to catch your music. If you want to give a shout out to your website or your band camp or whatnot. Cool, dude. Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Oh, this has been this has been fun. We've been talking now for like thirty five minutes. Sweet, hope, good hope one. We didn't talk too no, long. Gonna, you know, Peter um, Levitov's got to run for his money. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't have that laugh. I don't have that laugh, man. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> That's not bad. Well, I've been practicing. But yeah, man, no, it's, it means a lot to be invited on here, man. I appreciate it, and I'm a big fan of the show. So thank you. Thanks for uh, thanks for calling. Yeah, but yeah, um, you can go to. I have a website, just danmulqueen.com. Um, Facebook slash uh, Dan Mulqueen Music. Um, Instagram is just at Dan Mulqueen, all one word. D A N M U L Q U E E N. Um, I don't know what what else are the kids using these days. What else am I? Snapchat. Snapchat. Um, Dan underscore Mulqueen. Yeah. Feel free. There's a Dan Mulqueen Pokemon that you can find <laughs> playing the hand pan. That's it, man. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I think that's I think that's that's the only things I check anyway. Instagram is probably my favorite one okay. if you're gonna reach out all right well if you're listening <laughs> um check out danmulqueen.com mulqueen.com and some of those other things check out his music buy his record support handpan artists it's all it always helps to uh support our addiction to buying more handpans and um yeah you can uh check all that stuff oh. out there anything else sorry one more thing you can listen to the new album for free oh. on uh Bandcamp. i should have said that first oh. Here I am plugging my my Pokemon Go. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no man, it's uh, uh, I think it's just danmolqueen.bandcamp.com, okay. and you can listen, um, you can listen to it for free. All right. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. I think we had all of them. Well, Dude, yeah. I just want to say thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, man, it's, it's been it's fun. It's been a pleasure. Um, I definitely look forward to having you on the episode again. I'm gonna yeah, I'm man. Gonna play whenever you want. Okay, okay, I'm gonna hold you to that, and I'm gonna play a song from your album immediately following. Which one? You're going to have to find out when you listen to the episode. All right. Um, I'm nervous. Yeah, yeah. You you recorded it, so it's on I you know. now. I took three years to do no, it. It's so. going to be really good. Uh, so thank you. Well, thanks, thank you man. again, Dan. You've been rocking. Yeah, thanks. You've rocked it on the episode and uh, happy to have you again another time. Yeah, man. Whenever. Peace out. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Peace out. All right. That was, that was an awesome interview with Dan. I really appreciate uh, Dan taking the time to be on the episode. Um, like it's obviously we had conflicting stories of how we first met. I think I was just so in love with the moment. I mean, how could you not be Dan walking through the park? Anyway, you heard it in the, in the interview. It was awesome. Um, and we're going to play some of his music from his new album. 
Here we go. Let me see. I wrote it down here. All right. This is Dan's new album, uh, Late Night Sound. Really, really beautiful stuff. He spent a lot of time um, in the studio, obviously polishing it off. He had some great collaborations in there. Um, if you want to check it out, uh, I think he mentioned it on in the interview of how to uh, go ahead and buy the album. But I'm going to play a song off of it that I really liked. This one's called Shoes With No Laces uh, by Dan Mulqueen. Hope you enjoy. Thank you. 
That was the track Shoes With No Laces off the album Late Night Sound by Dan Wall Queen. Awesome job, Dan. I give you two thumbs up. The Handpan Podcast gives you two thumbs up on your your beautiful compositions, your technical skill. You are killing it, rocking it. Can't wait to see you play again. Can't wait to hang out again. Um, so again, thanks for that. <clears throat> All right. Let's move into our segment with Danny Sorensen. Danny Sorensen has been doing some great stuff here at the podcast, sending in some really insightful little snippets from the crow's nest. Uh, really appreciate um, Danny doing that and kind of giving us all a little philosophical, uh, I don't know, outlook on, on handpans and life and love and all these other things. Um, so here is uh, here's Danny's contribution to this episode. Thank you, Danny, and check it out. Hello everyone, this is Danny Sorensen coming at you from the Crow's Nest here in Deland, Florida with uh, this edition of uh, Resident Thoughts. Um, I think this episode, you know, I want to talk about um, openness of heart um, and how it applies in many directions, not only with, you know, playing and the general community that we are all a part of here, how we interact and interweave our our connectivities. But beyond that, um, the ripples that are affected by um, our experiences and uh, how we can try and reflect those in, in, a, in a positive way. Um, you know, you, you hear so many stories... Well, I don't know if you want to say somebody is like, oh, long ago. But you hear stories of people that um, come across just great acts of just open heart because they want to share share the music, you know. Um, recently, I, I, I got to give mad props here to my uh, good friend uh, Michael Colley uh, and Jimmy James out there doing the whole ACL. Uh, there was a gentleman that posted a video on one of the uh, open Facebook pages, uh, handpan pages, and he just simply posted the video. And it it was horrendous. It was like, oh my goodness, you know, and, and instead of, you know, this guy getting barraged by, oh, what a shit can, da, 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 you know, people started asking questions like, whoa, what's up, what's going on, and What's going on? This, that, and the other. Well, he ended up purchasing it from, you know, a maker that charged him pretty well premium prices for an instrument that sounded even less quality of than um, <laughs> a prototype. Even it, it was just for shit. Now, pardon my French, uh, but it was, you know, through this interaction that you know Michael stepped up and. Said, hey man, look man, I, I've got something on my rack that's been collecting dust, and it would sound ten times better than what you're playing on your lap right now. And you know, he offered the SEL to this gentleman, and uh, just said, hey man, if you can take care of shipping, it's yours. And it was 
you know, not just above, but it was a gorgeous instrument. You know, he said it was one of the prototypes that he had uh, earlier on. I don't even know the details of, of the instrument, really. But, you know, and just that in itself, you know, um, there were, have always been other um, acts of open-hearted, you know, kindness. I, I believe, you know, at one time, even with uh, the within the hand-paying community, instruments were being sent around. I believe there was a Zen timbre being sent around that was, you know, a wonderful tongue drum produced by you know, cool guy Spike Spike Finch um, and he sent out sent it out and I believe there was maybe one at least one hand pan traveling around uh, but uh, I have to do better research with that speculation but the ideas were put out there hopefully they were you know put into play but really the regard is that people are very open and generous with their instruments and it seems like this is a pervasive quality in this community. You know, people look out for each other, not only, you know, with instruments, but learning how to play etiquette and trying to educate, you know, people as they come through, you know, about history of instruments. And um, and just, just by proxy of that, it, it seems that, you know, people are kinder, gentler, more open... And it, it just uh, seems to permeate the general demeanor of the community, you know, the, the openness, the open heart, the love, genuine love, you know, shared amongst many, 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 many players and enthusiasts and people around the world because of not just this common instrument, but because of the common open heart, the, the heart that's shared with it, you know. And I started one of my workshops at, I think it was, how is it, 2015? It was a very introductory workshop, and it was just association of being cognizant of being in a group, but more so being associated with that yourself, and reminding people that really, you know, the truth in music and language came from the heartbeat, and then the emulation of the heartbeat, and then, you know, I had everybody do the same beat, the dum dum and then every drum, despite being out of, you know, key with each other, you know, played in a unison and in one voice with that one heartbeat, that one drum, there was an open heartedness. And that's the way I tried to introduce it, you know, and each person was able to introduce themselves in, you know, a small solo with everybody supporting, you know, with that one initial heartbeat, you know, despite the different voices, the initial heart, the open heart, the open love that is carried despite the different voices it permeates and helps uplift everybody, you know, not only in the community, but also in the ripples thereafter, you know, and that's where I'm also getting to, you know, this good feeling that we share this open heartedness, you know, I've seen it so much. And I call it, I call it afterglow. You know, these gatherings are so wonderful. You know, you have this online community, you play and all this other stuff. Uh, but it's kind of interesting to see it reflect you know, differently when you're in a, in a communal environment, you know, you can really gain a sense of how people associate with each other. Not only, you know, first, of course, you know, through the major association of having that hand pan instrument, you know, that really cool vessel of communication and open heartedness, you know, amongst us, but also with that, the community that comes with it, you know, well, with, you know, Hey man, mad props to, especially like 
Chef D, you know, um, that to me is always representative of a community, the hearth, the heart, the home. And, you know, with all of these gatherings, that has always been central, you know, and it's really wonderful to be able to have that community, you know, perpetuated by the warmth of the heart and through the belle. Um, but, you know, it's more so through the, the love that's propagated. Now, the afterglow, you know, people leave these gatherings and they go out into the real world again, you know, back to the reality and homes and jobs and lives and such. But they go back carrying not only um, a shell on their back, an instrument, you know, or, you know, a musical vessel, but they carry back a, a sense of community, a sense of open heart. And when they play... And I'm talking to all of you out there, you know, all of you people that are even just like, you know, learning or even you cats that have been playing for years, you know, that everybody emulates and loves, you know, it's from the heart and it comes together not only through the music that we hear, you know, on these recordings, these CDs and also in these videos and these concerts, but we get to experience it at a deeper level with these people at these gatherings, these same people and with each other and bring that heart thing full circle. You know, we have the inner community, then we go out and perpetuate that love just by playing and being and doing and having that open heart and people reflect that and, you know, are hopefully affected in a good way. So that's it, you know, for me, <laughs> I can ramble on forever. You know, we have a lightning storm shining through the window here. I just saw a couple shooting stars and it's a very, very glorious evening, a little after midnight, um, sharing these wonderful thoughts with you. Um, so go out there, you know, play your instrument, even if it's just, you know, playing out in the garden, and you know somebody might walk by and just hear it, you know, or even just playing in the crowd or a concert. You know, share that love, share that openness, share that beauty, and share that magic, and I will use that word, magic, <laughs> that comes from being able to bring even just a moment of joy to the people that are playing and or that you're playing to and the people that are playing as well so mad love to the community sorry this went on for so long uh thank you chef d david sun and shine for this wonderful opportunity uh go out play hand pan love be merry uh this is danny Sorensen from the crow's nest here in deland florida again um sending you off with some mad resonant thoughts in the heartbeat. Peace out, my friends. All right, that was Danny Sorensen with Resonant Thoughts. Thank you, Danny. Really appreciate you doing that stuff. Like I said, uh, looking forward to your next your next thought process, man. I mean, the crow's nest seems like a great place to get some good meditations done. Thank you for sharing them with the world. Um, all right, this, let's see, so disorganized here. Um, oh, I had a little bit of news. Oh, I'm going to just kind of, I'm going to take a minute. Let's all just take a deep breath for a minute. Whew. We're going to shift gears here. We're going to shift into a place. Oh, I just got an email. Hold on. That was so, that was such terrible timing. Anyway. Okay. We're going to take a breath here and, uh, we're going to go into the heart space. Let's everyone just take a deep breath and go into the heart space here for a second. 
I want to talk about a couple things, a couple of really, really beautiful, important people. Number one, um, I'm going to talk about Dante Bucci. It was his birthday. I think it was yesterday or the day before. Um, Dante passed away uh, two years ago. He would have been 36 years old. He was a really amazing, amazing person, amazing handpan player. Inspired so, so many of us to to start playing through his videos and um, got to spend some really beautiful time with him, uh, you know, when he was around. And, and uh, we'll really miss Dante forever. He's really, I think he, we carry him with us when we play and, and when we gather together. And uh, I just want to say happy birthday to Dante Bucci, as well as um, let people know that Pantheon Steel has released a video of his, uh, they built a, a handpan shaped urn. Uh, with his ashes in it, and that video has been released by Pantheon Steel. It's on YouTube. Um, really, it's very touching, um, beautiful to see. It was Kyle Cox and Colin Folk uh, built it together. Um, I'm not sure. I think uh, his mother has it, Dante's mother, but really beautiful. You know, it's really that's real stuff. That's real community. That's real friendship. Uh, that's real love for people, and that's uh, it's deep. It's really deep. So. Uh, again, happy birthday to to you, Dante. And the other thing I want to talk about while we're in our heart spaces together is uh, Jim Dusen. Uh, Jim uh, Jim passed away earlier this this summer. And uh, you know, for those of you who didn't know him, he was at this the second hand man first. Well, not I wouldn't say second hand man, but I want to say he's one of the four forefront godfathers of the handpan world. I mean, in a lot of ways, he. He did some things that no one else, I think, will ever do uh, in history. He he built some machines for Pantheon Steel. He helped create the Halo along with Kyle, uh, and he created designs and machines. and And he he loved his work, and um, he will be sorely missed. He was a beautiful human being, and got to spend some really quality time with him at some handpan gatherings. Uh, he always appreciated my food, which I always appreciated so much, and uh, he also. Always made a point to come in the kitchen and hang out and spend some time with me, and and I really really thought that was super nice of him. And uh, I got to visit him in Farmington and have have dinner with him and Jonathan Heaven. I remember very clearly going out to eat, and he got the lamb chops or or no, it was pork chops, pork chops. He got the pork chops. Um, anyway, yeah, really got to spend some good time with him, and um, he always wanted extra pepper. He would come in the kitchen and want for extra pepper. Um, so those are some of my sweet memories of. Uh, of Jim, and um, you know, I'm sure a lot of you have had your own really beautiful experiences with him. Uh, sitting around sharing stories, he loved to tell stories of all of his wild, and you know, um, I don't even know what I would say it, but he was an adventurous guy. He has a quite a colored history, I would say, um, and he shared that with a lot of us. And and uh, when I was thinking about what I wanted to say about Jim on this episode. Um, something really deep came to me and uh it's kind of been in the whole line of thinking about how these instruments are so heart opening and you know it's i think the handpan is just it's a huge heart opening thing this whole culture this whole community i don't know what it is exactly but it's developing and it's attached people are connecting and it's just in a in a way that's so rare and so uncommon in this day that um, you know, to find instant family and instant friendships and instant love for people just because 
you also like this instrument. It's like you can, all these things align instantly when you meet, like a zipper coming together, you know? It's like all of these unknowns are just known instantly because they play the handpan or they like the handpan. It's so interesting. So anyway, the thing that, that really struck me about Jim when I was thinking about what I wanted to say was that, you know, he came to quite a few handpan gatherings. He was, you know, it wasn't easy for him. He's, he's not the most able-bodied person. He's, you know, a bit old and, uh, you know, he's had a, a huge life and, and, you know, yet he's coming on airplanes and, and sleeping on floors and couches and hanging out with all of us at these handpan gatherings. And, um, the big thing that really struck me was, you know, that I never saw Jim play a handpan. I never saw him, you know, try one. I never saw him play a note. I never saw him play a handpan. And to me, that means that, you know, he just came to those gatherings to hang out with us. Like he just wanted to come and be friends with us. Like we're his, we were his friends. And that is so awesome. Like that's the root of what really, I think makes this whole community so, so special to have someone come all these way so many times, you know, it's not like, it's not like marketing, you know, he doesn't need more customers. Like he just wanted to come in and spend time with us. Like that is so awesome. Like he was such an awesome guy and I, I really appreciate him so much. And, um, wow. Yeah. Jim, Jim rocked, Jim rocks, Jim rocks, man. Thank you so much, Jim, for, for sharing your light with us and for helping to build the, the halo with Kyle and, so many things, so many good stories and so many good times. And we're really going to miss you. Um, you know, the handpan world is changing and, um, you know, we, I wish you were still here. So that's, that's my little bit about Jim. So, um, there's a really, really beautiful handpan, uh, or I'm sorry, YouTube video, uh, that was released, um, very recently. Let's see. I wrote it down here. Uh, anyway, it's a, oh, I got another email. Jesus, terrible. I need to stop that. Sorry. Okay. Back to the topic. Um, there is a YouTube video released by Pantheon Steel. Also, uh, it is a, it's a me in memory of Jim. Uh, it's a really heart, heart wrenching, touching video. There's some, it's definitely some emotional parts and, uh, it's available. I saw it on the Pantheon Steel website. I think it's definitely on YouTube. It's a it's a Jim Dusen tribute video. It's it's awesome. It's really awesome, and that's all I can say. But uh, I'm actually going to play the audio to that video here, followed by uh, we'll take like 10 seconds of silence just to to you know have a little prayer for Jim or a little thank you to Jim. However you want to do it, we're going to do we're going to play this video and followed by 10 seconds of silence uh, for Jim Dusen. I was born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. After high school, I went to work as an apprentice electrician. Due to my driving record, a judge told me it was a good idea that I went into service <laughs> for a little while. So I spent four years in the Air Force. During the time I was in the Air Force, I managed to get my, my degree out in Southern California. After that, I came back to St. Louis, went back to work in St. Louis as, as an electrician close to 20 years, and finally took a job as an engineer, which only lasted about seven years. 
I decided to go back into the trade. Some of the projects that I worked on was uh, St. Louis Arch, Bruce Stadium, the Chrysler plant, and uh, numerous other ones, too, too many to mention. Well, after 54 years of being in the trade, I finally retired and moved out of here to Bremerton, opened a little welding shop, something to keep me busy. I knew that uh, retirement was not just sitting back in a rocking chair and wait for them to dig the hole. Shortly after that, I met my now partner, Kyle Cox. I had a lot of ideas of what I wanted to, uh, to do, kind of now being on my own, some things I wanted to try. But one main thing was I definitely wanted to make the larger steel pans that had been made by a couple companies. So I needed a fabricator for, the, for those shells. This guy Chuck, he's like, you know, I know a guy, a guy I used to work with years and years ago. Uh, he's pretty slick. If anybody can do it around here, it's this guy. I'm like, okay, great, I appreciate it. A few days later, I'm, I'm in my studio banging on a drum. I hear a bang on the window. So I stopped and walked over to the window and here's Jim Dusen. He's like, he's like motioning me, can I come in? I let him in and he just instantly showed me these CAD drawings of this idea he had. Very good impression of Kyle. I found that uh, he was uh, very receptive to the stuff that I was proposing. Uh, we've never really had a problem. Pretty well found myself a, a good business partner. He's like, well, why don't you work on some of this, you know, keep hammering and I just kind of want to see what you're doing. He seemed really interested in how, what I was doing and how I was doing it. So I'm hammering a steel drum barrel down and it's, you know, I've got an air hammer that's that long and it's loud. The ground actually shakes while you're using it. And so I'm like, so I have earplugs and I've got uh, headphones to put on. And I said, you know, you need, you need something. He's like, nah, I'm fine. He's like, I've been in loud industries my whole career is like, my, my hearing's shot anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah, don't worry about it. So I start hammering, I'm like, okay. And he's just staring down at this drum I'm hammering on. He's just looking down, he's just shaking his head like this. Ah. So I kind of, I giggle a little bit and I'm like, what, <laughs> what are you laughing at? He's like, I can figure out a better way to do that. Not being a person that participates in the sports, I'd rather be in a workshop playing with things like this. It's something I have to do with my time and I enjoy. Enjoyed building equipment for these drums. Why all these machines? Well, the biggest problem we have here is finding machines to do what we want them to do. So we actually, actually build all the machines to do all the processes of these drums. Uh, we're the only company probably in the world that uses any form of automation in making these drums. We're trying to make a better instrument that we can repeatedly make the same instrument. I like a lot of hands-on, and if I take, see something I like, I try to master, master it. I just look up the information and 
basically I'm a self-taught person. My favorite machine. I don't know, they're all my favorites actually. One that I've been spending a lot of time with is uh, a new rolling machine. It's grown rapidly, yes. And I've met a lot of wonderful people. Uh, getting involved in these instruments, you meet a, a whole special group of people. And if you say you have a bad time, had a bad time with them, you're a liar. To have a bad time around them, you have to work real hard to do it. The great thing about Jim is always, anytime I've had an idea, he just kind of looks at me and he's like, okay. Is another one of those deals where like, he and I, we were supposed to meet. I just follow your heart, really. If you like something, follow it. All right, that was a tribute to Jim Dusen. Really, really beautiful. Like you said, if you if you love something, follow it. I think that's some great advice, and um, I want to send uh, big big love to uh, the Pantheon Steel family, Kyle Cox, and uh, Jim's wife Kay, and anyone else who was really close to him. Um, our condolences as a handpan community, um, as the handpan podcast. We loved him. He he, uh, he loved us too, and it was really a pleasure to, to know him. Um, <sighs> okay, that being said, um, I'm gonna play uh, one. Well, there's two more songs, but there's one more song, and then there's then there's one more song. If you know what I'm talking about, uh, that we're gonna get to our super special end of the episode. But before we do that, um, I think I mentioned earlier we're gonna play some Cabasel Rodriguez. Uh, I think. Uh, many of you may have seen this video. It's called uh, Jan's Heart. Wow. Wow, this is like one of the most beautiful handpan videos I think I've seen in a very long time. Uh, Cabas I was playing has always really touched me a lot. Um, but this video, just something about it is just so beautiful. It's just so real. It's like really unpretentious, totally, I can't even explain it. It's just so, so beautiful. So I'm going to stop trying to explain it. I think we're just going to listen to it. This is Jan's Heart. Uh, it's actually it's the audio ripped from the video on YouTube, but you can check it out uh, by Cabasal Rodriguez. Enjoy.
right? That was Cabasel Rodriguez playing a track called Jan's Heart, playing on a, a Jan Born Kurd. Wow, it's good stuff. That's like the stuff, man. That's what I'm talking about. Super good. All right, thank you, Cabasel, for that one. Um, I think we're there. I think we're there. We've made it all the way to two hours into this episode. We're finally at kind of the, the finale. And this is the exciting part. This is a super special thing that I'm so happy to bring to you guys. Um, like I've been talking about probably for almost every, every episode, I probably bring it up. Hangout UK. It's like such a great gathering. It's been going on for now. It'll be the 11th year next year. And it's um, it's just such a good good vibes gathering. Great, great stuff. And uh, I spoke to Robin Kelly a little earlier this week, and they were super kind enough to donate two tickets to next year's gathering for free to someone listening to this podcast. So, really exciting. So, if you're listening to this podcast, and it's like not three podcasts later and you're listening to this in the archive, uh, if you're listening to it now and for the next probably month, uh, you're going to have the option to... Try to get these two free tickets to hang out. How are you going to get them? We don't know. Okay, I'm going to tell you. Here we go. It's the 11th year, 11th anniversary Hangout UK. Um, the rules are you send a in 11 words or less. That's the stipulation. 11 words or less. Why you deserve the tickets to the handpan podcast at gmail.com. Uh, in the next episode, I will announce the winner as well as email them so they know obviously they win if they don't catch the episode um and that's it i'm going to judge the entries and someone out there is going to get two free tickets to hangout uk 2017 i guess it will be uh so very exciting thank you so much robin kelly for letting me do that uh i've been wanting to do some sort of lottery or something fun on the podcast for a while now and i hope to do more in the future um so that's really really nice of them i can't you know can't thank them enough for for hooking it up to one of you listeners out there if you're planning on making it to hangout uk this is your this is your way to get two free tickets 11 words or less be creative do something fun um and email your entry to the handpan podcast at gmail.com i'm really excited to see what people come with up with i'm gonna do the judging and um yeah i'll maybe i'll probably talk about about it quite a bit in the next episode as well as announce the winner so that was the big special 10th episode gift to the world. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, I really have been looking for a long time to, uh, to put it out. Like I said, um, I'm going to play one last bit of music. I'm really excited to share this one too. It's hilarious. But before we get there, I just kind of want to have some closing, closing words or thoughts on uh, doing this podcast and sharing it with everyone and you know, my experience doing it all and being in the handpan community for like five years now. Um, basically, you know, I've been thinking about it and like, I'm, I'm like a handpan fan, you know, just like, just like so many people. And, you know, when I started this podcast, I thought, oh, I'm going to be like super up to date and try and keep up all up with all the, you know, developments and all the new makers and blah, da da. you know, and it's like, after the summer, seeing what's going on, it's just, I can't keep up with it, man. There's just so much going on. The, the culture is growing so fast, and I'm certainly not the foremost knowledgeable person, you know, on all this stuff. There are definitely other people out there who are paying more attention or are more involved in some way than I am. But, you know, I love this instrument, and it's really done so much for me. It's really changed my life so many more ways than I can imagine. It's really 
created so many amazing opportunities for me. And so this podcast is just my opportunity to kind of talk about it with, with whoever's listening. I don't know who you are, but I, you know, I'm sure I love you anyway. Um, but yeah, I'm just, you know, I, I'm not, I don't feel the pressure to try and stay up to date with every single new maker, new scale, new innovation. And, and I'm just trying to, you know, I'm a human being too, and I have a family and trying to keep up with this stuff. So I hope you appreciate, you know, the angle at which I'm coming at this with, because I really appreciate it sharing it with people. Um, you know, keeping up with the new music that I see and the new news that I see on my Facebook or, or whatever, hear from friends. It's like, it's fun. It's fun. And I, and I hope you enjoy listening to it. Um, so yeah, that's my spiel. That's just, you know, that's all I've got to say. I'm going to definitely be coming out with more podcasts more often. That's my new goal coming back to Hawaii now. Uh, you know, in the next month, let's say, I don't know what month it is now. I'm don't hold me to this because the next episode I'm going to announce the winner of this thing. It's going to come out in the next bit. So hang in there. The next, the podcast is back. So this is kind of like season two. Let's say that we were like closed for the summer, but now it's like season two. We're going to have episode 11 coming up soon. A bunch of new music, new stuff, talking to news, some new interviews. Um, that's it. Thank you so much for listening. This is David Sunshine, the Handpan Podcast, episode number 10. And we're going to leave you now with one last bit of music. And I thought it only would be fair to, uh, to honor the Hangout crew since they gave us these tickets to give to someone out there listening. Uh, so why not play some of their music? There's very little of it out there. Uh, their music is great. It's, it's a totally different uh, slant on the handpan than I've heard from most other places. I love it. It's so, oh, it's so awesome to see live really actually. This is the best part. But anyway, this is a, a YouTube video I saw of them. This is the Dead Eye Masters. This is Rob, Rob, Rob Watkins. Uh, um, who else is in there? Uh, Lee Sanderson and Michael Colley. There might be some more people in there. It's kind of dark in the video. I can't tell. But this is the Marmite song by Dead Eye Masters. This is David Sunshine, the Handpan Podcast. Thank you for listening.
Don't just go by yourself.